Welcome back to Happily Bored, and uh, this week we're going to be discussing 36 eggs and 6 bottles of wine. And uh, part of the reason for that is we like the TV show Mom, and I kind of love the way they... Yes. So I I figure we we could try naming the episodes like they do on Mom, which is a good show, so if you haven't seen it, check it out. Okay. So in any case, uh, this week we are dealing with the coronavirus. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, don't we have a thing for that? Sorry, we can't say coronavirus anyway. We have to say COVID-19. COVID-19. So the kids are at home. The wives are gone. Wife's like, and it's just starting. So, But we're going to get back to that discussion uh, later on. But we're going to first discuss the week or so, or two weeks ago now, we had a pretty good argument. I mean, it was it was pretty, pretty rough. And we wanted to make sure to do an episode... And we went ahead and did an episode that was non-related. It was um, the one about our religion, activism, politics, and why we kind of want to keep your kids innocent and stuff. While we were still kind of processing this fight, how we were going to proceed with it, what it meant, and so forth, and kind of learning more about ourselves and how to communicate that. And I think it's been pretty good last week. I know I felt a lot better... Getting things kind of off my chest, and I think I think you and I have been getting along better. Yes, no, maybe. Yes. So Sorry, I didn't know if I was allowed to speak. You did not introduce me. <laughs> I did not introduce you, and I also normally am having the screen up that we have discussed what we're going to discuss. So Jen's like really nervous right now. I'm sure uh, because <laughs> I said say? I said I'm going to take the lead on it. So the couple of precursors to what happened with this argument was. Growing up, um, alcoholic parents, you know, I was constantly getting told things were going to happen that weren't going to happen. I was constantly, you know, said, hey, you know, one time my dad got drunk. He's like, hey, we're going to give you this $100. This is going to be, and he showed me a $100 bill. And he's like, this is going to be for your skateboard. And, you know, I had already very early on learned not to trust my dad because even with good intentions, he wouldn't follow through on anything. So, and then what would happen is my mom would like chew him out for a month because he made me a promise and he wasn't doing it. And then he would basically kind of be like mad at me for him having to do what he promised he was going to do on his own accord. Like I didn't even ask for him for it. He was just offering. And then I had the expectation of, okay, you're going to follow through. And then when he wouldn't want to do it, my mom would have to jump in and be like, you have to do this now. And then he'd be mad about having to do what he offered, you know? So that was, kind of the way I grew up. And that's the reason why a lot of times with the kids, and I think you understand now why I'm so much more passionate about, damn it. I told the kids I was going to do something. I have to do it. Right. Um, and I never want them to feel guilty for asking me to do something. I told them I was going to do like we were discussing, uh, Jen and I were discussing. I said, you know, if I went up and I told Alex, I'm going to make the sky turn orange. He would think either one, I'm joking, or two, he's going to say, I wonder how he would do that. And he would ask me questions on how I was going to do it. Right. But he wouldn't automatically go, he's lying to me again. His first thought's going to be, yeah, right. No, he's not. Right. But he's not going to think that I'm deliberately not being truthful or that uh, he's going to want to believe me. And I I like that. I want to keep it that way. So that was part of um, what was going on in my head. Prior to our argument, another issue that 
I don't think Jen understand understood um, how serious it was to me was when we were first dating and stuff like that, we had discussed how we were going to do stuff. And she had said she wanted to be a stay at home um, housewife and a mom and wanted to raise I her I never kids. said I wanted to be a housewife. I said I wanted to be a stay at home mom. Just okay. to be clear. <laughs> that is that is fair. That is fair. You did not say that. And I, but I did say, I was like, well, you understand that means you would have to also keep the house clean. You would have to do these sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, sure. How hard can it be? Right. And I'm and I had no <laughs> doubt that in your mind you were determined that you were gonna yeah. get used to it. And I have no doubt of that. I never have had a doubt that that's I never thought in, at one point that you were deliberately telling me what I wanted to hear. Right. I do believe that at the time you did expect that you were gonna make yourself do it. Yeah. Now it understanding like also that big of a deal. As you were discussing with me as well, you know, depression and stuff, you set these things that you want to do and you just can't motivate yourself to do them. Right. Or when, especially when it comes to clean, you're like, it really doesn't matter that much because it's going to be messy in two days anyway. Damn kids. So the thing was, is that my feeling has always been, it's like, okay, well, I'm having to go to work. I don't get to choose. And whenever you were not cleaning, I felt like that's so not fair because I don't have that option. So it was making me have aggression and anger um, that I would tell you. I'm like, you told me you were going to clean. And you're like, it's not a big deal. And then I would have to scream and scream until you finally would. And then you'd be mad at me for making you clean. And it would be okay for like a week or two. And then it would kind of go back to me saying, please do this. Please do this. So that's been kind of a repeating cycle. And then... And it's been a frustration that I've had, but I voice it. It's sometimes just not worth it because we get in a huge argument about it and it's not going to change anyway. So I kind of felt defeated and gave up on that. The but I think also the way you were, you were just like harping on, like, why aren't you cleaning? Why aren't you cleaning? You had never put it in any other form or said. I was just bitching. And you were just complaining. Yeah. And I yeah, was yeah. like, oh, my God, chill out. Nobody I know has a perfectly clean house and happy kids and, you know, whatever. Like, Right. And well, that's the other thing, too, is like when we would discuss it, she would she would be sarcastic with me and take, pretend like she's wearing a white glove being like, oh, sorry, it's not clean enough for you. And I'm like, I never asked for it to be that clean. And then, like, at one point she found a couple of different things that she was going to shoot for. Like, um, I don't remember what book it was you read, but there was something about, like, have it clean enough so somebody can show up and you're not paranoid or freaked out. Yeah. And I was, and I looked at you and I was like, I would be totally happy with that. <laughs> at that level of clean, I would be happy about it. I don't care about dusting and stuff like that. I just care that it's not stuff in, piled up in places. And we're not talking about food or anything gross like that. We're just talking about clutter. Now, I have – voiced you and you when we have had it clutter for you enjoy it you admit you like it too when it's clean it's just when it gets kind of cluttery you're like it's not that big of a deal because that would mean you would want to have to clean it so instead you're like okay with it but when it is clutter free you and i are both able to relax a lot more me way more so um so that was part of me too is like is is if the environment is clutter free then i'm able to calm down and relax and kind of enjoy my time with you more. And again, we weren't communicating that nearly as well as we have since, you know, more medication's been in this house. <laughs> so lots of communication with medication in the house. Um, so where I'm going with this is uh, there is a point because we were 
the one of the precursor to the party where we ended up having a fight afterwards was my dad had made me out of the blue, out of the blue about a year and a half ago. Now I was still smoking. I'd still tried for years to say, okay, I'm going to quit. I didn't quit. I'm going to do this. And I would try it for a couple of weeks and it just wouldn't work over and over again. And um, he came up to me and said, look, I know you really want that 308 rifle of mine. And if you quit smoking for a year, I'll give it to you. And I already knew I was going to get it in the event that he dies. I'm going to be getting it. That's fine. But he said, I'll give it to you if you quit for a full year. So that became my joke was that, okay, cool. I'm going to quit and it'll be great so that I can, you know, be ready when my daughter starts dating, you know, kind of joking myself. And, um, I quit smoking cigarettes, uh, Chris, the year before this last Christmas. And I quit having any nicotine five, six months after that. So I've not had nicotine in May. It'll be a full year since I've even had nicotine. It's been more than a year since I had smoking, no, no, any cigarettes. So he is a, and also he very much is uh, specific to the word, to the rule, you know, like he would make a promise to us. One of the promises that he would make to us in the past, he's like, oh, well, you didn't catch me this. So that's the reason why maybe Jenna, you understand I'm always looking for, oh, I see a loophole there or I can see how this could be manipulated. You know what I mean? Mm. is because every single time my dad would make me a promise, I'd be having to take a moment to look for any loopholes that he left behind and sometimes question him going, okay, well, what about this scenario? And he's like, and then I, he'd answer the first couple. He'd be like, no, Chuck. But that was part of the reason why I would always be like, well, what about this? What about this is because I was prepping myself already for the fact that he's not going to do it unless I'm very clear on the rules. Um, so to his letter, to his rule, it's been more than a year. And I went to go and I was like, hey, what about the rifle? And he goes, well, I'm still using it. And I knew not to fight him on it. And I'm kind of at the point now where if I were to argue him with it, argue about it with him, he will. Did he say anything about you not smoking for a year? Like, oh, I'm glad you did it. Or did he just be like. He was like, no, that's a great job. Good job. I'm still using it. Move on. Yeah, it was a move on. He knew I was going to get upset. So then we're on the way home and Alex asked me, he goes, I thought you were going to get the rifle. And I had to explain to him the reason why um, I am very particular in making sure to keep my word with him. And he goes, that's really sad. And I was like, I wasn't really dwelling on it until you said it was sad. <laughs> so, Thanks, kid. But I told him, I was like, you know, that's the reason why I make it such an important effort. And there's been times where, like, Jenna will be like, well, I didn't say I promised. And I'll jump on Jenna and be like, no, 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 no. You gave him your word. You have to do this. Um, and I don't think you understood at the time why I was so passionate about it until after we had that talk. Right. Um, and now you understand. Yes. And the thing is, so then we, so that was all the precursor led up to this party and the party started out great. We, um, our friend, um, M and J, uh, we had our party and had a great time. The party was great. I had a bunch to drink. I wasn't going to have to drive and I knew it. And we're having a good time. Well, what happens, what will always happen is, again, we have that dynamic in the house where I've been doing my job and I'm frustrated underneath. I'm underneath. I'm very frustrated. The fact that the, in my mind, what we agreed to, um, only half of it was being done. She's an, Jenna's always been an amazing mom. 
She just doesn't like to clean. And she never understood why I was so passionate and upset about the fact she wasn't doing that part. And since this whole argument, we've also had a lot of discussions as far as for me, I've been told so many times in my life, it's okay. I'll make it better. I'll do better. I'll quit drinking. Okay. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll make it up to you that I don't like hearing promises anymore. I like seeing action and she didn't know that as much about me before, but like when she'd leave a note for me, when I go to work and they would have a little note in my lunchbox, um, that it means a lot to me because it's showing me it through action that the way she feels and cares about me and thinks about me. And I did get to use your plot twist the other day. What plot twist? Your note. I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Or after we're done, remind me to talk about the, tell you well, about the plot twist. Well, I mean, everyone wants to know at this point. All three people that are listening want to know. <laughs> I will share it after because it's funny. So anyway, so that was going on. Um, all stuff's in my head. And then we, well, what happened a lot of times when we're out, some of her friends, some of my friends don't understand like why I am critical of the cleaning stuff. And they don't understand how our relationship works and so forth. So it'll get mentioned and be like, well, why don't we renegotiate? Why the question, what started all this is, um, well, what doesn't she have the option to renegotiate what the duties are? And that sets me off. Granted, the alcohol doesn't help. And what was different about this time was later on, cause I'll harp on a point. And it, um, our friend Jay came up to us and he was like, look, you were kind of like roasting her. And I thought about it for a minute and I got real upset because it made me feel like it made me think, okay, when my dad used to be drunk and he would pick on us, it felt like he was roasting us. Like there wasn't a reason for him to be saying these things. He was just saying it to be mean and to be hurtful. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be like my dad. So I've kind of uh, decided that when you know, Jen and I are out and stuff, um, I'll probably kind of reel it back a bit because what was, and then I tried to analyze, I was like, well, I, I wouldn't be out there just to hurt her. That wouldn't be my goal. So what could it be? And I realized part of it is that with the, when I'm not on my ADD meds, people don't understand me to begin with. Um, my brain, my thought process is just different than most. And I, what I was trying to drill home is people were asking me, well, like, why don't you help out more? And my first thought was, well, I'm doing my part that we agreed to. I'm getting, making the money and I'm helping out with my stuff. And I've been, I'm doing my part. She's not doing her part. So why should I be stepping up to do her part? And so forth. That was one of the points in my head. And then the other point in my head was, I was like, well, I've tried to help her by getting the kids to do things to take it off her plate. I had said, hey, let's have us all do our own laundry and I'll do my own laundry and things like that to take it off her plate. But what happens is when I've been drinking and I'm passionate about it, it comes across as look how great I am because I did these things. And it comes off as me being a complete asshole when really what's going on is I'm trying to defend myself and saying, why should I renegotiate things when I've already helped out in these ways? But it doesn't come across that way. It comes across as 
she's lazy, she sucks, I'm awesome. Right? Yep. And that's the part of that I don't think she understood until we didn't discuss it in this nature right now is, but what was happening in my brain is I'm trying to, I'm not trying to dog her down. I'm trying to defend my position and saying, this is why I shouldn't, don't feel I should have to renegotiate is because I'm trying to help, but it does not come across that way. It comes across as she sucks. And, and I told, I mean, I kept telling you like the next day, even like it wasn't so much what you were saying, like your mm -hmm. points and stuff like, I never said that you were wrong in what you were asking or anything like mm -hmm. that. It was a hundred percent like the way you were like attacking. Right. And that was the part that I didn't, I never, you have mentioned it to me, but it's kind of like, because you and I were having the argument, I automatically take everything you're telling me about that argument as a grain of salt. But God love the fact that not only did Jay Stern turn around and say, hey, look, this is kind of the way you came across. It made me and I was able to sit here and be objective with myself enough to say, oh, my God, that's like my dad of all people. That's like my dad. Um, But he was also willing not to be one of those people that's like, I'll just kind of sit back here and let them, you know, discuss that he had the balls to say, hey, dude. And I appreciate that. I like it when if, if I'm having bullshit, somebody call me out in a way that's nice and not being a dick. And he definitely did that perfectly. So bottom of my heart, I thank him for that. It's been helpful. So what's kind of come out of it, it and I'll definitely want your take on things afterwards. But what's come out of it is she came up to me and she told me she's like, you know, I understand now that we've had this discussion. And like I said, it took me like a week to gather what my feelings were and my thoughts and um, she's like, I understand now why you're so passionate about this. And I have kind of, well, actually, I'll let, that's your part. I'll let you kind of share that part. And I've spoken a lot, but that's what was going on in my head. Now, I did tell her at no, no way was this explanation a justification for my actions in any way, shape or form. Um, my family has a very bad history also of saying, well, this is why these things happened and it's not my fault. Thousand percent my fault, my inappropriate way of handling it, not excusable. And I have definitely apologized for that. And like I said, it's just one of those things where until we're in a spot where there isn't this underlying frustration and time has proven it, then I'm just going to have to be very careful about how I'm acting because of, you know, I can't be drinking with my medication and my medication keeps me from having my weird thought process that people don't understand me anyway. <laughs> so that combination isn't really good together generally when we're with other people, because when it's just Jen and I, we don't, people aren't questioning things that are trigger hot button issues for us. Um, and that's the only real hot button issue I think there is, but somehow every time we're out, it ends up coming up. <laughs> so, well, you bring it up. So, <laughs> well, it's it, it's usually being brought up because we're having a general discussion of households and how households run, and then it, house cleaning and stuff like that will always get brought up into the discussion. So we're just gonna kind of avoid that uh, until we've had peace and serenity. But anyway, so you had come up to me from my point. I kind of spouted all this stuff out, and my head was like, "This is what's going on," and basically, I need. If you tell me you're going to do something, I need you to do it. I don't 
deserve to be lied to because I try to be so honest and at times way too honest. Um, I share overshare all the time, but, um, then you thought about it. And I don't know what brought your thought process about in things. Um, but I will let you share a little bit while I open this bottle of walking dead in honor of, uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> so you're talking about how you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> No, I shouldn't be and drinking. you're going to have a glass of wine. I should not be drinking the precursor at the party, which was seven beers and a full bottle of wine. Yeah. Seven large beers and a full bottle of wine. Yeah. But remember, we'll explain the title of this episode of 36 Eggs and Six Bottles of Wine in a while. Okay. But, yes. I really don't want to dwell too much on this because it just, I feel like you've said everything you needed to say, and I don't know if you feel better or what i mean we've hashed it out and again that's like this line right because you overshare and to me like there are things that like we've talked about that it's nobody's business yeah um there was other things that were involved as well, not just the cleaning thing. It also was me working and having an actual job or multiple and feeling like I was contributing to the household in different ways. And I think a lot of it was miscommunication. And, you know, we both had certain expectations of what things were going to be like. And then um, it kind of when Alex was born early, like things had to change and we had to have a like there was no cushion. Like we were expecting like a couple of months of doing things a certain way and then we'd have a kid. We weren't, you know, well, and at least for me, like I wasn't expecting to be sick and not feel good and have to have, you know, surgery and, um, you know, an infant that needed to be cared for in a certain way and was tiny and couldn't leave the house and all this stuff. And so there was, you know, a lot of postpartum depression and all this stuff, but we never like sat down and we were like, okay, things are different than what we expected. Here's what needs to happen. We just kind of like you, you know, it was like, well, that's what you said you were going to do. You need to do it. And there was no thought of, well, yeah, but that's, this isn't the perfect situation like we thought we were going to have and it just kind of snowballed from there for me anyway like I felt like it got out of control at one point and that I just kind of threw my hands up and I was just like I don't it's not even worth it I'm not even gonna try (laughs) right um which is in my nature you know there's two sides of my family there's the side that is completely lazy and doesn't do anything and then there's the side that is type a gotta go motivated everything and i kind of waver between both and it's hard like because i get these great ideas and oh yeah that sounds great let's do that let's implement it you're on board yeah sounds good let's do it and then you know after a week or so it's like oh my god i'm fucking exhausted i'm done (laughs) like right okay i tried that it was cool but it's a lot of work and i'm tired well and that's sometimes is a part kind of adds frustration for me too at times because I'll hear an idea and you'll explain it and be like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. And I'm like, cool, I'm with you. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's kick ass. And then like next week, I'm like, okay, cool. How's it going? Did you get the kids to do this? And you're like, yeah, right. That would require me telling them to do it again. And, and like, I've already I, told them twice and I just don't think I should t- tell them more than twice. And I'm like, ah, 
But this idea you had sounded so good. I know. And I, I struggle with that a lot, like daily. Like, I think you've seen some of it, like, in action with everything we did for Alex's room and stuff. Like, just we gave his room a whole makeover and we painted and we did furniture and, you know, we went shopping and, like, all that stuff. And after, like, day three, I was just, I hit a wall. And I was, like, crazy. And you um, were just still go, 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 go. And, I mean... He would still be sleeping on the couch if it wasn't for you. I just, <laughs> but like yeah. I physically, like, yeah, I could not do anymore. Right. So that's that's the, and I don't think you'd ever thought about it that way. Right. So the the one of the good outcomes, the reason, and we can kind of leave it lie now. I think, but the good outcome is, is you did come to me. You said, "Look, I didn't understand." How you constantly have a history of being yeah, let down I didn't, and action I didn't is. See, I didn't see that me saying like, yeah, I'll vacuum. Yeah, I'll put my, you know, papers away or I'll sort my mail, whatever. That you were taking that as me giving my word on something. And that right. by not sorting the mail or vacuuming the living room or whatever, that I was going back on my word and you were taking it as being lied to. Like, I'm not lying to you. I had every intention of doing it. <laughs> Just, right. you know, I haven't gotten to it yet. Right. And that and that's the part that you didn't understand and that you do seem to understand now is that my whole viewpoint is whether or not I tell you I promise, whether or not I say like to me the well I didn't say I was a promise was a, a scapegoat of uh out that I used to always be given. It was yeah. like, Well, I didn't say I promise, so you can't hold me to it. And I'm like, But I should be able to hear what you tell me you're gonna do and that should be enough. And you were like, well, if you were to tell, and you told me, like, you know, if you tell me you're going to do something, I believe you're going to do it. And you would, you kind of understood how that would feel if all of a sudden I wasn't doing the things I said I was going to do. Right. Because you would tell me, well, you said you were going to do this. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Let me go do that right now. But I don't think you ever made the connection of that was me saying, oh, yeah, you're right. I did get caught up in something, but I did tell you I was going to do it. Whether or not I said I promised. I told you I was going to, so let me make sure to do it. Right. And that connection just, I don't think, fired until we had this discussion. So like I said, in the end, this was a really good um, argument to have. And even though our arguments are rare, when we do have an argument, it, it's a good, serious one. Yeah. But the good thing is, is you have been, this last week, been much better. And I've asked you, I said, just make sure to please, you know, continue that. Continue Telling me and showing me. That well, you're and I'm talking to you do. too. I think, right. like when I told you the other day, like I just can't. You know, right? I can't go any farther. And you were like, "All right, I see it." Right, and, but then I, but I also said, I was like, "When are you going to, um, get back on this or so forth?" That's one thing that we generally both don't do enough, and that is, okay, we want to do this. Okay, well, when do we want to do it? Right. That second question we don't generally ask ourselves enough. Right. And so I think um, we need to do better at account holding each other accountable for stuff. Right. And I, and I admitted I did this. I do the same thing. I'll be like, hey, one day it'd be nice to do this. Well, if I right. say one day, I'm never going to do it. Right. I need to say I need to do this on Thursday. You, you know, whatever. Line. Right. So that was the background, the argument, and kind of the the path we're going from that argument. And it's also another reason why I said I really want... I'm looking forward to the fact that these may be good for Alex and Gabby to look back on when they're older to kind of see how we work through things and uh, address things. So 
Kind of like the Chronicles of Mommy and Daddy. <laughs> so, besides the argument, we've been just, we also were going to have this argument last, or this, uh, record this last Sunday, but things have been crazy. It was Gabby's birthday, but due to coronavirus, her first ever sleepover had to be canceled. Ooh. Or postponed. Postponed. And, um... But she did have her boyfriend and his family come over. Her crush, not her boyfriend. But if they have a crush on each other, they're boyfriends. They just don't go on dates. Not really. I mean, <laughs> I did jokingly tell my friend, I told told my mom uh, that we had to have the in laws over <laughs> to get to know them better. <laughs> and I really like them, so I hope the kids yeah. go out long enough where or stay friends afterwards, so that I can we can maybe have a more daddy mommy friends because they're really funny and good people yeah but i did say i was really happy that gabby's first impression of a male interest is a good kid yeah he is a good kid so hopefully she'll set herself up with a pattern of finding good people not ones that i need that 308 that my dad's never gonna get me <laughs> no i think what i might do is go get my own 308 and then when he goes to give me one good enough fine i got my own keep it oh You'll get it one day. He's not going to live forever. That's true. <laughs> That's well, so mean. I'm sorry. That's not nice. Well, it more likely is, is he'll get the coronavirus from his wife, who somehow will get it from somewhere. God. I hope not. I hope not. I don't wish that on anybody, but I think she's going to go before him, and then he'll drink himself to death. That's exactly the path I think it's going to take. Lovely. I mean, what was the state when we, you first met him? He oh, was drinking was himself in the really, townhouse. Really, really bad. Yeah. And I, and I was dumb enough to take you over and say, hey, meet my dad. I know. I was like, wow, he must like me. He's letting me see this place. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> I so, don't know. I mean, I thought I was, you know, I think I'm a bad housekeeper, but like he literally hadn't cleaned anything in like, when did you guys move out? It had been like 10 years. <laughs> right. So, um, let me see. That was a prerequisite. That was, yeah. So the reason why we're calling this episode 36 eggs and six ball wine is because the kids are out of school until now. They think April. That, well, it was March 30th. Mm -hmm. And today the superintendent just said uh, through April 10th, which was the last day of their spring break. So supposedly they'll be back in school April 13th, but it was a tentative april 10th and my my job wants us to work from home as much as possible unfortunately i will have to still go into the office every once in a while to do some administrative stuff that i can't do remotely but for the most part we're going to try to be more remote jen's going to be here and the I'm, kids are I'm here. always here my job can be done from home thank goodness but at the same time it's not going to be easy with everybody here all the right. time <laughs> so i went to wegman's today I'm allowed to get two packs, so I got two 18 packs of eggs, so hence the 36 eggs. And then the six <laughs> bottles of wine, because we're going to be here with the kids the whole time for a long time. I only asked for one bottle. Yeah, but if I want to get, I stock up, so I got some True. Walking Dead wine. And I've been the asshole riding around with the top down playing uh, Don't Fear the Reaper as loud as I can. <laughs> well, I only asked for one bottle because I have a full bottle of tequila. That helps. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's the reason for this episode, or that, <laughs> that name. Um, we might play with the idea of keeping the names funny and 
like kind of revealing them throughout the episode like that. I don't know. We'll see. But um, so this coming week, these grandiose plans of ours is not to kill each other. In yes. The house. And then set up some sort of a schedule ish of some sort to keep the kids from going brain dead and losing all the smart information they have learned thus far. Um, I do like the idea of a family walk and then. Yeah, I told um, Chuck we needed Virginia, to I'm institute. allowed to open carry, so if another family comes close to us, I can like <laughs> draw down on them until they walk away at least, what, six feet, according to the CDC now? Six feet. Six feet, yeah. So I'll be like, get the fuck six feet back, bitch. Well, we're not allowed to congregate in um, groups of more than ten. Oh, did you see that uh, crazy cult church down the street? Uh, somebody took a picture and was like, somebody should call the police on them. Why? Because they were still gathering for church. Oh, <laughs> It's like, well, the cults need their money. Well, right. So, um. Those kids aren't going to sex traffic themselves. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, you thought before I was going to hell for something. <laughs> Jesus. That's just wrong. That is a terrible place. <laughs> it is a terrible place, but you just make jokes about kids being sex trafficked. Well, maybe they're not being trafficked, but they're for sure being like. Rotated molested, locally. molested and brainwashed and yeah, it's all bad. kinds of nasty it's stuff. It's pretty bad. So Somebody then, um, needs to like, if hey, any arsonists out there, uh, reach out to us. We have the perfect place for you to torch. We are joking. <laughs> Nothing like that has happened. However, there are some teens in our area that have apparently been caught setting That's fire. That's right. We just put a sign out in the middle of the woods and say, hey, don't light here. Instead, go to this address. <laughs> Why don't they ever torch the stuff that needs to be torched? Right. It's like, where's a cop when you need one? Where's an artistness when you need one? I know, right? I mean, I don't want anybody to get it hurt, but it would be nice if they lost their building so they wouldn't have anywhere to meet. Right. And then have to disband. Well, I saw a meme today. It said all the Jehovah's Witnesses are excited because they know where everybody's home. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they can come around. Oh, I did. I saw one that said, um, okay, but for real talk, like, do the Amish people know what's going on? <laughs> true <laughs> that's true that's poor i'd rather buggy to go pay their electric bill and nobody will be there <laughs> they um, use candles i thought that's true that is true they're not allowed to have electricity that was a really bad joke that i did that just totally fell flat <laughs> so anyway um some of the you fun stuff buggy. we've been we've been <laughs> doing a lot of the streaming and stuff as well but gabby and i have also started watching an anime show together and she's really excited about that and that I'm excited about that because that could be a very much Gabby and I thing to do. Because um, yeah, I have no desire to watch any kind of anime. Yeah. And she's she's really finding it funny. And it's a. Uh, well, she's very good at. She started drawing it, is what started it. Yeah. And she I'm saw a couple impressed. of YouTube videos and then she's like, oh, I want to draw that. And she started copying it freehand and she's got a lot of talent. So. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to find a way to help cultivate that. I want to see maybe she um, can enjoy drawing on the Surface tablet or something like that. But in any case, so our normal thing of like next week we're going to plan this, this, and this. We're planning just not to kill each other. Yeah. Um, and and also try and set up some sort of a schedule. There are a lot of free resources now that um, corporations and museums and authors and actors have been doing. Like there's actors reading to people and... Um, Mo Willems, one of our favorite children's authors, he's doing lunch doodles so you can draw with him at lunchtime on YouTube. And um, 
Ben Carlton or Clayton or Cl- Clanton. I forgot what his name is. The guy that did peanut butter and jelly, the narwhal and jellyfish. Um, he's doing draw time uh, two times this week. So Gabby's very excited about that. So another thing we're going to do is, uh, as I said, continue watching anime with Gabby and watching movies together on Plex. But the also the, the um, working on making music for this channel for Mavericks Arcade for Mavericks Hideout um, with the kids to try to make some of that music. That would be a good project, I think. So things that we're trying to do to keep busy. Um, Jenna's been having to learn a lot more of the you know, cancellation delay process in the travel industry. And how which to take change care of every single day. Yeah. And it's it's good though because she's she's while you don't want to have that sort of transactions occurring, it's good that she's getting to experience and get more training in all aspects of the business. So Yeah. It's good and luckily most of the people that you've been having, they're not saying they're like, We just wanna, you know, we'll travel afterwards or not like Turning and walking. They're just like, we'll, we'll yeah. come back to it. So well, and also, if you have travel plans in May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, don't do anything yet because everything is changing day by day. And the biggest thing in this industry is it pays to wait. They will literally pay you the longer you wait. So, like, if you're scheduled on a cruise, just wait. Don't cancel anything now because chances are if your cruise gets canceled for you, they're going to give you more money than you were expecting. That's very good advice. Yeah. Very good. Hey, that could be a little thing, too. She could have a little travel tip oh, from travel Passages tip. Travel. <laughs> that could, you could put a little segment in there like that because it's not sponsored by because that means a bunch of other things. But you That's could put true. a travel trip tip from uh, Passages Travel at the end of every, every episode. So, Yeah. You could do it like a G.I. Joe, more you know sort of deal. The more you know. Don't freak out about your travel plans if they're in May, June, July, or beyond. Yes. So (laughs) next next week's episode, I think we're back to the point where we'll be, it'll be fun to discuss. Next week's episode will be a not safe for work uh, discussion, but that's okay because you probably won't be listening from work as we'll all be, you know, (laughs) locked up somewhere. We'll we'll say not safe for listening while children are around. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So the, it'll be sexy time or lack thereof. (laughs) And, uh, we're kind of going to be discussing, you know, having, how do you arrange time together? Like we are, does weird days of the world, times of the day work for you stuff like that it's going to be a very weird conversation so make sure to stay tuned for that anything else babe i got nothing i'm tired okie dokie so we'll (laughs) go ahead and post this and we will see uh talk to you guys again next week thank you for listening thank you and share a show help us grow and we'll be back for more